Growth Mindset Guru. I help people articulate what they want, design a plan for them on how to get there, and then hold them accountable. My podcast, just another way of getting you to open up to yourself of what you really want to have. I'd like to welcome my partner, Art Ware, Powerwise Thinking. Absolutely, and uh, good day to you, uh, the growth mindset, mindset guru, guru, Ronald Hunt, Coach okay. Ronald Hunt. The coach, my yeah. coach. Yeah, we've been... We've How been, are you, Coach? Oh, it's been a week, Art, yeah. but uh, I think it has been for everybody. We've had we've had uh, every type of weather in the North, greater Northeast oh, this week, goodness. right? Yes, we have the wintry mixes and the snow <laughs> and even, ice and even even California, rain. even California got snow. How about that? Yeah, yeah, it's widespread. Uh, here we are again, breaking down a chapter of John Maxwell's book. Yes, we are. And this week is the Law of Connection. And what's his subtitle on this? I love this one. Yeah, leaders touch a heart before they ask for a hand. I, I, and I wrote something down Great. that I mentioned just a moment ago before we got on, on I'm going to say on air, uh, on online. Before you have a message for them to hear, make sure you have a heart that they can feel. So that's kind of where we're going. Oh, I love that. And I'm always looking for that point of commonality with someone. Yeah. Is do they have dogs? Yeah. I get a lot. How of can you relate? Exactly. The do they phrases. have small children, grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Do they have an elderly parent? Mm-hmm. Um, do they wear a Yankees hat? I mean, if yeah. someone's got a Yankees hat, you've got a way to break into that conversation and get them to listen a little bit more once they stop talking. Sports. Uh, what school they went to? Oh yes. You know. So we're always looking for those points of connection. And John, John Maxwell starts this chapter with uh, uh, that one minute where the entire world was pretty much aligned with the United States. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, was the days after 9-11. Correct. Uh, we had a lot of, we, we got a lot of love and people could relate because other countries have experienced terrorism to that extent. Um, and nobody, wants to experience that with their populace. Exactly. So there, there was a lot of emotions kicking around at that time. Mm-hmm. So, so the president at the time, um, W. George W. Yep, he, he managed to, to channel that emotion. And that was, that was one of the, everyone looking back on it, all the historians, uh, all, all, all point this as, as the high point of his presidency. Yeah. Kind of like at the beginning of his presence was his highlight, right? Absolutely. And then, geez, a year later, um, he's taking a helicopter ride over a disaster area in New Orleans. Katrina. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lost every bit of that good goodwill. Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, goodwill is one of those things, you know. Uh, it can be abstract. It can also be a real thing. As in here when I think it's more of a real thing when you lose it than when you got it. I also think that it's a lot easier to lose quicker than, than it is to it. gain exactly over time. Exactly. I, I would agree with that. And you know, um, I think even in accounting there's a there's a, there's, a, there's an accounting uh, term for goodwill. 
you know. Sure, I, I think it has a mon I, I actually think it has a monetary value. It does, it does, it does, it does. And uh, when I meet friends of yours, when I'm out and about art, mm -hmm. there's always a lot of goodwill. They, they, you, 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 people remember you, and that, that's that's really what a real testament to how you are as a human being. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's really nice for you to say, and I appreciate it so much. No, I'm not just saying. I know you're not, and I, but I really, I'm, I'm very grateful to. So, so what you need to do in order to generate this goodwill, whether you're a leader in an organization, mm -hmm. which obviously the president is a leader of the country. A leader of our country. But you need to... And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about leadership. Yeah. The things that you do, uh, the laws here, the title of the book, John C. Maxwell, uh, a leader par excellence, and his book is called the, called the 21... Irrefutable laws of leadership. Um, I'd say the corollary for the followers would be would be connect with your heart, and then lead with and then and then figure out with your head how you're going to get it done. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to working with people, it's always the heart that comes before the head. Heart comes first. You can't move people to action unless you first move them with emotion. Correct. And I was coaching on this this morning. I said, how do you want people to feel mm -hmm. to get to the point where they are willing to buy in or change? And For some leaders to be effective, this is one, on, you know, on my page, 126. Mm -hmm. Leaders to be effective, they must connect with people. Why? If you want to lead well, you must touch people's hearts before you ask for their hand. Yep. You can't move people to action unless you first move them with emotion. Correct. And um, here's, a, here's another one for you because I'm breaking in some new, new material this week. Mm -hmm. um, people want to know why they can't get momentum, but they don't have the motivation. And a good leader will give you that motivation. He'll, he'll paint that common cause. He'll paint that greater good. That, that you should be able to move outside your comfort zone just a little bit. Right. Um, so uh, then we segue into Frederick Douglass, one of the great speakers of his, uh, of his time. Yes. And the, one of the things that he did was he used to be able to make everyone laugh about slavery. Now that's a tough room, Art. Uh, you know, I, I don't care which side of the equation you were on back in, the, back in the 1870s. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be a tough room. But he managed to talk to both sides mm -hmm. and, and get his points across. Right. And these were horrific stories, of course. So um, I, let's, let's, let's give people a little, a little quiz now and then we'll circle back to it. Okay. How many people do you think are in a military platoon? Don't answer, but we'll get to that. That's, that's a little tease to cut, keep everyone listening for the next couple minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, last, okay. So, we have to do all sorts of things. Where are there common phrases that we can use, or do we need to change our language? as we talk to each different side of this group. And the great communicators, the great leaders, know who they're talking to. They know who's in the room. 
So I, I think that that, that that kind of answers itself right yeah, there. Yeah, they get onto this whole thing about Ronald Reagan and, and him well, being the great uh, communicator and all that. Well, he had good people writing uh, PR like that for him. Well, he did, but you know, I, I want to take a step back from that because I, I've tried this and I know it works. Mm. Uh, Ronald Reagan was a 20 plus year um, Toastmaster. Yes, he was. And, and also and, had an acting background. Yes, acting. Well, I think he was in Toastmaster before he was in acting. He was. And, and you know, I heard, I, I was in Toastmasters. I was in the, the, the one at New York Life in the city called Mini Toastmasters. And uh, it's one of the best Toastmasters, and I've been to many, many clubs. It's one of the best Toastmaster clubs that I've ever witnessed. And from the outset, they, they always met at uh, six o'clock in the evening after work. Five, I think five thirty, six o'clock, sure. And uh, you know, they would do what they call the table topics, which basically teach you how to speak, you know, extemporaneously. They One just of my throw, out, throw, out a, throw out a subject, you know, tell me something about blue, and you try to make up something and, and do it for two minutes. Sure. Uh, and that, table topic, they did that, then they would do the speeches. But then they also, and I never saw any other club do this, um, if there was somebody that was training for a specific area, like you wanted to be a, you know, a uh, community organizer, we had to, they, they, there is a, a five book training for that. If you wanted to do, we had to be in charge of public relations. There's a five book training for that, and they would all they would all have those folks that were doing that. And there were some people that wanted to go into, po into politics and deliver you know speeches. I've never seen a Toastmaster organization as complete as many Toastmasters was, and so you know many organizations. I've tried to get several of the organizations I work for allow us to set up the Toastmasters because I know it helps to develop people and it helps to develop their Absolutely. I, I always say that it, it, it helps you identify the next generation of leaders too. Yes, yes, yes. And it, it prepares them. Anyway, we don't want to get too much. Win, win, win. Uh, my favorite thing about Toastmasters if, if, I'm, if, if we're encouraging people to join Toastmasters, which I think everyone can see that we are, was the notes. Because we all gave notes to the speakers after they spoke. And what that did, among other things, it helped us focus in, not just on their expertise in speaking, but the content. Right. So it forced you to be a better listener. Right. And so you, you, you're, you're, one of the things, three things that Toastmasters teaches you, one is to speak, two is to give criticism or critiques, not be critical, but to give real critiques. And then uh, the last thing to do is to be able to re know how to receive criticism. You know, that's not always the same. 100%. Mm -hmm. So who out there guessed 44 as the number of people who are in a platoon? I know that I didn't before I read this chapter. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's, that's fascinating. So when you hear about someone leading a platoon, it's 44 men. Okay. But in order to uh, be a leader, you've got to give those speeches. You've got to be able to give those talks. And you're in a room with a lot of people. So John Maxwell gives a couple tips in the next section here. Art, do you, do you see a couple of them? Uh, where are we here? 
yeah, to connect with people in a group, relate to them as individuals. That's a really good, good point. And the re if you're really, really nervous, put someone you know in that audience. Don't let it be all strangers. And you can look at that one person you know and let and and talk to them directly, and the other people will get it. So I thought that was a, that was a really powerful yeah. um, mm -hmm. tip mm -hmm. there. So. Um, once you connect with one person, again, it's contagious. Others will see and feel it. Exactly. Um, so, um, he, John Maxwell goes into his series of rules like he does in some of his chapters now. Right. All right. Uh, you want to get us started? Just on the page. Okay. It, he starts with connect with yourself. Okay. And... That's right after uh, your, he, he edited, he, he read it, he edited it to be something else in your book. What does he call it now? Yeah, what people need to know, leave in them. Yeah. Yeah. What people need to see, you will be an example. Uh, and then he mentions um, the, 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 the tougher the challenge, the greater the, connect, the connection. Love that, mm -hmm. and it's because people. If you have to tell people, we do hard things. Right. That's straight out of uh, Carol Dweck's uh, guidebook. Okay, growth mindset. And then you have to tell them that you believe in them. We can do this. We can get this done. I know you can do it. Um, affirmations go a long way when you're when you're starting a new journey. Yeah, and it also encourages people and it gives them confidence uh, as well when they hear reinforcement like that. Once you paint someone a picture of a better future, everything can change. Mm -hmm. That's 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 my this sum summary that I have there. Um, it's one thing to communicate to people because you believe you have something of value to say. It's another to communicate with people because you believe they have value. <laughs> that's that's it right there. It's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So they so it helps us when we have to have the difficult talks, and um, we we sometimes refer to those as the um, the crap sandwiches of life art. <laughs> right? You know. Yeah. We we have we we have to say something nice about their strengths and weaknesses. Well, so, in Toastmasters, they they tell you if you're going to give one critique, you've got to give two to three. Well, that's your sandwich. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you start off with a compliment. Positive, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and then, then you bring up the, the, the challenge. But then you give a positive and, and, then, and then, it down lightly. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, the science of it is people turn off. Yeah. So uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're not doing that, give that a try the next time with your problem employee and see if you get a better response. You might both have a smile on your face at the end of that meeting. How about that? I like it. Yep. So it's really the leader's job again to initiate the connection with the people. It's it seems that a lot of leaders put their heads in the sand. They don't want to hear bad news. They duck away. You gotta be out front. The results of connecting. And he, he goes into it here and he says employees exhibit. Loyalty and a strong work ethic, which is what you just said. Um, the vision of a leader becomes the aspiration of the people. 
the impact is incredible. Um, now, you know, one of the examples he gives is um, Herb Kelleher of Southwest Airlines, back when Southwest Airlines was, was considered the model, <laughs> before, before their recent hardships. Yeah. But he made this unbelievable connection with his employees back in the day. And he did it by letting everyone know where the company was, was contributing to charities. He would, on the busy days, he would answer the phones or he would load the bags. And he would say, you know, the same connecting, thing. Connecting, the idea of connecting. He was doing things to connect. For being a friend, not just a mm -hmm. boss. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's just a perfect, perfect little short and sweet chapter from John Maxwell. Yeah, this this week. is a relatively short chapter. We're almost, you know, to the end of it. We're going to go. We're going to go to. We're going to go to our quiz, mm -hmm. and then and then we'll do the summary. How's that? Okay. Um, when I am new to a leadership situation, one of the first things I try to do is to develop a personal connection with the individuals involved. Right. Zero three. to three. There's yeah, your, that's, there's that's your, a, that's I, a top I, for I me. Was, I was guessing a three for that, that one. That was a top for me, yeah, it's a three. I know the stories, hopes, and dreams of the people I lead. I try to find out. Right. As soon as I can, and in ways that I, I can without being too intrusive. So, yeah, agree. It's, um, that takes time. That, that, that's, that's leadership over time. Mm -hmm. I avoid asking people to help accomplish the vision until we have built a relationship that goes beyond the nuts and bolts of our work together. I would say uh, that's, a, that's important. Absolutely. So, how do we apply the law of connection to our life? Um... I think you start with yourself, Art. Yeah, you start where and where. And here's his here's here's his list for you. Mm -hmm. And mine mine's a little different. So why don't why don't you why don't you get us started? All right. So, um, how dedicated are you to believing in people and how in people uh, being a positive example to them and genuinely valuing them? How would the people you lead assess you in these? Three areas. If you could stand to improve, uh, examine your motives for leading. If you, if your desire to help people and improve their team is overshadowed by personal ambition or selfish, or your ability to connect with people will suffer. Um, change your mindset and your attitude so you can become a better leader. Love it. Mm -hmm. Here, Here's a good tip for everyone out there. Learn to walk slowly through the crowd. Mm -hmm. you, know, go, you know, take your time. Uh, touch someone on their arm if you're not shaking hands these days. Yeah. That, that, point, that, that point of connection means a lot to me. It does. And uh, what, what's the third point? Uh, good leaders are good communicators. We talked essentially about that in Ronald Reagan and, and, and uh, Toastmasters and on and on. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate yourself as a public speaker? Um, I'd say I'm about an 8. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. I, I mean, I'm never going to be a 10. No I, what. But, I'm always going to be trying to improve on that. But I always... I, I know the rules of public speaking. I think seven, six, yeah. seven, eight, somewhere in that range. I'm not, I'm not a nine or a ten yet. 
You need to work on improving your skills, read books on communication, take classes, or become a certified speaker, or join Toastmasters. <laughs> he has it right here. That's right. Um, and you're never going to go practice. wrong. Yes. And you're going to meet a great bunch of people who are going to help you somewhere in your career down right. the line. Right. And those are folks that are trying to, you know, do self-improvements in and of themselves. So they like being around other people that are trying to do it. And he closes the chapter with, if you don't have the opportunities on the, on the job, do it in your volunteer work. And that circles back to what we talked about in earlier sessions. Yeah. Our leaders who, who manage to motivate people in volunteer organizations, mm -hmm. pretty good to be leaders. Yes. And I'd like to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to us on your commute, your, yes. your gym workout, your walk, walking the dog, wherever you are today. And uh, we invite you to join us next time for the Law of the Inner Circle. Well, the Inner Circle is coming at you. Just tune back in for us. Thank, thank you, Art. You. Thank you, Ron. <laughs>